as a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. This is a site populated by militant movie buffs, sad, pathetic little bastards living in their parents' basement, downloading what they think is inside information about movies and actors they claim to despise yet can't stop discussing. But Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms. That's the biggest lie Ben Affleck has ever told. No, I'm kidding. Um, my name is Melanie with two L's, and this episode is called This Blunt Can Talk About Zack Snyder's Justice League. And while she's exhausted from being an insomniac. So if my thoughts get a little scattered, I'm going to just blame it on the fact that I'm blonde. Okay? So I opened the show with this because I thought it was curious. Because so many people, when Ben Affleck was announced on uh, TV and, and everywhere as being the next Batman, they didn't want him. And then when he decided that he didn't want to do it anymore, all of a sudden they wanted him back. So what he was saying in that clip was completely accurate. Like it was like 100% the truth. Um, you know, there's a lot of people on the internet who like to criticize movies not in a constructive way, just to know, you know, they don't like this actor, so they're just going to shit on his work. And that's fine. I don't agree with those people because I know what it takes to make a film. Before I go any further, so many of you guys have been asking me to bring Dennis back on the show. I can't do that today, but I will be bringing Dennis back on the show. Um, he's off somewhere uh, chasing another pool, I'm sure. <laughs> but he's not here and he doesn't know how to use Zoom because he's... Uh, like 69 years old and he doesn't really know how to use the internet so so yeah he can't be here with us this week but he will be back screaming and yelling to your heart's content and as for me I'm just gonna pretend that you actually tuned in because you like me not just because I have a crazy person in my life anyway so before I start talking about the Zack Snyder um, Justice League I want to preface this by saying I'm not going to reveal anything really because I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it, but I'm going to tell you that you should see it. Uh, also, I want to talk about the original uh, film, the, the original Justice League. So I saw the Justice League movie in Boston, <laughs> and it was the day after I had just seen Tom Brady beat the crap out of the dolphins, which was kind of awesome. <laughs> and um, so I saw the movie the next day, and I don't know if I was still riding on that high of having just watched my favorite NFL uh, player just just magic. He's really, watching him as magic, but this is not about him. So I went to the theater in Boston with my friends, and I watched the, the movie, and I didn't think it was that bad. Because I, I could see that the actors were not the problem. There's a scene in there, and it's not in the Snyder Cut, so I'm going to talk about it, where um, Batman reveals that he is kind of feeling like he might be too old to continue being Batman. And I feel like that was essentially the nail in Batfleck's uh, coffin, courtesy of Joss Whedon. And I didn't like it at all, because... I love Ben's Batman, and it's not just because I'm a big fan of Ben. He is the <laughs> historically the most um, visually accurate Batman when you compare him to the comic books. 
And also, my uncle once took me to the drive-thru with his two-year-old, not the drive-thru, the drive-in with his two-year-old son to see the George Clooney Batman. And I was really traumatized by that experience. Not sure if it was the movie so much as it was the baby screaming throughout it. But the movie was pretty bad. It was it wasn't it just didn't appeal to me. So I didn't really watch a lot of Batman for a long time. Uh, I didn't really care for for Bale's um, interpretation. I, I've seen it since. And one thing I didn't like about Bale is Bale is always Batman. It's Batman all the time. Ben Affleck understands dual duality in a very clear and concise way, and he makes sure that Bat Batman is like this cruel ruthless guy who will do anything to whatever it takes to stop a crime but Bruce is an empath and you see that in the 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 first film there um Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice when he's with the little girl and he's trying to save um tell her that everything's gonna be okay even though he knows the whole world has just gone to shit He's an empath, and Ben is the only actor who, in my opinion, has actually recognized that there's an empathetic side to Bruce that makes him a really good man, and then there's this other twisted side that makes him really good at fighting crime. <laughs> so that that's pretty much that. Um, uh, Simon gave the movie 7 out of 10. I would give it 12 out of 10 just based on Affleck alone because I think he's that good. And it, again, this is not me talking about how much I love Ben Affleck, or maybe it is. I don't know. But um, yeah, I just think he was really phenomenal. The thing that really disappointed me, though, was that Simon told me that Ben Affleck's butt was going to be in the movie, and it wasn't. And I was really upset that I sat through four hours of this without any view of Ben's butt or even his chest. Like, I mean, you know, people like to say, oh, men are so perverted. I don't think that's really fair because if Ben Affleck is not wearing something, I'm looking. So I must be a man? A, a man trapped in a woman's body? No, I am not. I am a human being who recognizes what she's attracted to, and that's pretty much that. So I actually realized something while watching um, the film that I hadn't really caught on to, even though I'd seen it before, and that was that all of the main characters have one thing in common, grief, and it's something that we all have in common, in common as well. And so... What I, I realized, you know, the Flash, he's living in the, in the past, you know, and I've actually done this. And he does it to fix things that no longer need to be fixed and that, no, that he can no longer fix, things that can no longer be grieved. And he needs friends because he's, you know, he's become a recluse because of, of just by virtue of being the Flash. And then Cyborg, um, he lost everything because... His dad um, was kind of a selfish person and he, in ways, and he never showed up to like his football games and things like that, which I think is also very relatable to pretty much all of us. I, I can remember many times, you know, when I was performing, um, you know, I'd look out in the audience and my dad would never be there. And it's, it's a very, you know, it's a disappointment. Um, it is every time you expect them to be there again, 
and then they're not. So it's you're you're still disappointed. Um, so yeah, and then at the end, Cyborg is just so <laughs> upset with his father for having turned him into this machine that he feels like he has lost everything and he's just like fuck the world and he hates everything he hates the cards he's been dealt and he's grieving for his the loss of his mother and also the loss of his own life it's kind of a tragic thing um and then aquaman i had a bit more trouble um deciphering that one for some reason probably because i'm blonde aquaman's um you know, he, he likes to pretend he's human, kind of like Superman. And his mom abandoned him. So that's where his grief comes in because he's angry at the world. His mother's not, you know, she's not dead, but she left him. And I think that might be even worse. And Wonder Woman, she's carrying the weight of the world on her shoulders and also a tremendous amount of grief from, you know, all the lost Amazonian women's. Superman is on a totally fucking different planet from where he came from. Uh, he doesn't really fit in anywhere. He's, he's got a, you know, glasses really do a great job. They can't tell the difference between Clark Kent and Superman. Like, you'd have to be an idiot not to see it. But anyway, besides that, um, so yeah, he's far from home and he doesn't, he, he's grieving for the loss of his parents. He's also grieving for the loss of his, uh, adoptive father Jonathan Kent so that there's that <laughs> and everybody knows Superman's backstory probably more than any of the others and Batman of course uh, grieving his parents and he doesn't want to see it happen to anybody else and that's why he becomes the bat and that's why I say he's an empath uh, when he's Bruce because anyway some things that I really, really loved about the Snyder Cut was that they actually, they really, it was very fluid. It's long, but it's it's a very fluid film. And you really get to, to know the characters, I think, in a way that you didn't maybe before. And you can appreciate them for what they are. And I, I certainly did. I was never really a fan of uh, Ezra Miller as The Flash. I, I was spoiled by Grant Gustin because I think Grant, Grant does a phenomenal job. But, um, yeah, I, it, during this movie, I enjoyed Ezra, which is, was nice. It was nice for me to feel like, oh, I, I get it. I get why people love this guy, you know, like he's very talented. So it's actually one of my um, favorite parts in, in the movie when, um, when Batman is sitting outside of Barry Allen's um, car and, like, Barry's all kind of, like, freaked out because I was thinking, well, if I saw this person in my Laneway, I would just be like, hi, can I sit on your lap? <laughs> I mean, right? It's the only op obvious option. And I mean, yeah, his superpower is that he's rich, but I don't really care if he's rich. I just care that he's been Affleck in real life. <laughs> um, the graphics for Steppenwolf are quite different. Different in a good way, but quite different. I almost didn't recognize it in, in a lot of ways. So, you, yeah, that, there was that. That was an upgrade. Um, they actually gave Jeremy Irons dialogue, which made me so happy because Jeremy, Jeremy Irons is one of the greatest, if you ask me. He's such a brilliant actor, so talented, so gifted. It's incredible. And he finally got to have his, his these moments with Ben 
that were very vivid, very, they were so well done. I mean, if I was the Oscars, I would just give it to them, but we know this movie is not going to be nominated for any Oscar. So <laughs> that's not going to happen. Um, they also used J.K. Simmons, not very much, but they, we did get to see a little bit more of his Commissioner Gordon, and I would like to see um, more of that at some point in maybe in another project because I really love J.K. Simmons and he also has a he works very well with Ben he's worked with him before and they have a this like bond a connection of some sort um and they also use Amber Heard um more in this film I don't want to you know trash Amber Heard but I will say that I personally I'm a woman and I stand behind Johnny Depp. I wish that there could be some sort of justice for Johnny Depp. Um, I know I veered off topic, off topic, but it's hard to, to watch her and know what she's put somebody else through and is not being um, called out for it. She's not being held accountable for it, whereas if it were a man, that guy's life would be over, and that's not okay. So, I mean, you know, I feel like Amber Heard is a good actress, not a terribly great one. And she wasn't really in this movie enough or even not a big enough part of Aquaman that she couldn't be replaced by another actor. If you can take Will Smith out of Suicide Squad and replace him with Idris Elba, you can take friggin' uh, Amber Heard and replace her with me or just about anyone who acts. And that's my opinion on that. And you don't have to agree with it. But I still have it. That's still my opinion. So yeah, the movie is, it, it has like, it's long, like I said, since six parts. My favorite is actually the sixth part because that's the part where I started to realize that every single one of these characters had been carrying around grief, which is also something that I've carried around in my life. This is a little personal, um, you know, when my grandfather died, I was 10 years old and for ever since I've never stopped grieving for him because I loved him so much that to take him away from me was like to take the whole world away and just leave me here standing there by myself. So I can really empathize with uh, the Bruce character because I, I imagine that that's how you would feel if, you know, some crazy joker killed your parents. Speaking of the Joker, I love Jared Leto's Joker. Unpopular opinion, maybe. The scene, not necessary for the film, but I'm not disappointed that it was there. Um, I liked seeing him interacting with the Batman. He's quite different, I will say, than what you've seen in Suicide Squad. And I know that there's this running theory going around that um, he's one of the Robins who was driven crazy by the original Joker. And I'm starting to think that that might actually be possible because I was, excuse me, Dennis had never seen the Joker movie. So I showed it to him when he was here. And when I watch movies, I can watch the same movie a hundred times and it will be a hundred different movies. So I noticed something different this time when I watched it that the person who kills Martha and Thomas Wayne, it's not Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. It's another person. So I think that Joaquin Phoenix was as Joker 
was somebody who had uh, had been struggling with mental illness, and I think that him going around and saying, you know, you get what you fucking deserve on TV and all that stuff. I think a lot of people would resonate with that, and some people are sick, and so I think somebody took his idea and became the Joker. But this is just a theory. It's just my theory. It doesn't mean anything. But if I'm correct, then it's entirely possible that there is another Joker that has made the Jared Leto version of the Joker insane. And it's not that far-fetched, especially within DC. There are like 7,000 million billion universes. But um, yeah, I really love the movie. And I can't stress enough that how much I think that you should watch it. Not just for justice for, um, uh, for, for Zack Snyder, who certainly um, deserved it. Justice for Batfleck. Justice for Ben Affleck's portrayal of Batman. This movie vindicates him completely. If you thought he wasn't a good Batman before, after you watched this movie, if your mind does not change, then I think you have bad taste. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, again, there's, there's varying, varying opinions, but his Batman is strong, and he's just he's such a talented actor. And I feel like I've turned this into the Ben Affleck uh, half hour. I didn't mean to do that. But in my defense, I haven't slept in two days because I'm an insomniac. I said 24 hours earlier, but it's actually been two days, so that's like 48 hours. And yeah, so yeah. Um, I think it's a shame that Ray Fisher had to go out there and talk so much negatively about Joss Whedon, even though, you know, Gagadot and uh, Ben Affleck both backed him up, but didn't speci specify anything. I wish he hadn't done it because I see a tremendous actor in Ray and he, his career is sort of disintegrated because he called out uh, Joss Whedon. But the, I don't know what Joss Whedon thought he was doing with this film, but he did in many ways destroy it. Again, I didn't think the first one was that bad, probably because I was just really paying attention to the actors and not really paying so much attention to things like that Henry Cavill's uh, mustache had to be CGI'd off, which is so stupid. Um, I was just pay paying attention to the performances. And th this movie vindicates all of them. They are all equal, I think, except Henry Cavill. I really wish he would just not talk. He's great when he's not talking, but as soon as he starts talking, I feel like I'm watching Amateur Hour. I don't know why. It's just something about him. Um, and I, ugh, what else can I say? I wish there had been more Diane Lane in the film, because I love um, Diane Lane. She's, wow, somebody that I would really love to work with. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I'm going to say about it, because if I say any more, then I'm going to spoil it for somebody who hasn't seen it yet. So that's all I'm going to say about that. But I'm going to keep chatting for a little bit. So um, I don't know if I said that. I think I did say it at the beginning of the episode. But if I didn't, I'm just going to repeat it now. I mean, if I did, I'm just going to repeat it now. So I met Jane Hughes a couple of years ago. And we were having a great conversation. And I said, you lied to me. And he said, what? And I said, you said 
Phantoms was the bomb. And he's like, no, I said Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms. And I just really couldn't argue that because if there's anything about um, uh, that movie that's redeeming, it's probably Ben Affleck's performance. Oh, my God. You know, I think I have a thing for them guys from Boston, even though um, Tom Brady's not really from there. He's actually from California. <laughs> Woo, I'm weird. I, yeah, I need sleep. So, um, there's our rumors circulating that Ben Affleck is uh, considering extending his time as Batman and potentially coming back to play the role for something other than The Flash. I called Ben Affleck today and I said, well, if I asked you hypothetically if you should, um, you know, come, come back and play Batman, what would you say? And this is what he said. I agree. So he agrees with me that he should come back and play Batman for several years. I mean, if Ben, uh, if Tom Brady can keep throwing footballs at 44 years old, why can't Ben Affleck play Batman until he's 85? Oh, also about the Snyder Cut. I liked the Joe Manganiello scenes. They were very cool, and they definitely deserve to have more life breathed into them. Um, and Jesse Eisenberg may not be Brian Cranston, who would have been my pick to play Lex Luthor. Um, he's not even like John Cryer on Supergirl good. Okay, um, I'm biased. <laughs> but he was, I liked him in this one. It, he, it was different from, from what I'm used to with him. So I, I did, I liked it. So, um, yeah, I think you guys, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. If you have checked it out and you're listening to this, I want to know what your thoughts are. So you can always find me on Twitter at a blonde who talks, A-B-L-O-N-D-E-W-H-O-T-A-L-K-S. Um, I totally apologize for two things. One, this has been a scatterbrains episode because I'm so tired. Two, my cat didn't make an appearance. So I'm so sorry if any of you are just tuning in here because you happen to be fans of Dolly Parton. She's just very quiet today and she, she's with me. She has no interest in, in being uh, in this podcast. Maybe she doesn't like this movie Maybe she doesn't like me talking about Ben Affleck. Maybe she's afraid that I'm going to replace her with Ben Affleck when we eventually start dating and inevitably get married because that's what I want. So what I want always happens. I always get what I want. I'm like that girl, Veruca, from um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Remember that movie? Me too. Not sure if I loved it, but I did love Johnny Depp. Probably for the same reason that I <laughs> that I love Ben Affleck. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think I need to continue blabbing because you guys are probably bored as fuck of me right now. So I'm just going to say watch the movie. Tweet me. A Blonde Who Talks. A-B-L-O-N-D-E-W-H-O-T-A-L-K-S. I should turn that into a song. Um, yeah. So tweet me. Um, if you have any questions, comments, leave them. Oh, you know what? Actually, I think I'm going to read you guys. Some of the comments that were left on my page for Dennis, and I'm going to do my best to answer your, your little comments and your questions um, if I know the answers, because I don't know all the answers. Like, I really have no idea why he thought 
that um, I, when I asked him if his children were fully functional, he responded, I don't know, I don't have sex with my children. I have no idea why he thought that, because I meant mentally functional. But the, he missed the boat, kind of like that time when it drifted out into the middle of the Ottawa River, not the lake, and um, he had to get a little rowboat, and that, that's all true. Um, and I'd also like to reiterate that he called his children creatures from the Black Lagoon. I would like to be um, excluded from this narrative because I am not a creature from the Black Lagoon. Also, I need to correct myself. This is episode nine, not eight, nine. I just like the number eight because I'm hoping Tom Brady's going to get an eighth Super Bowl ring because he just signed a contract extension, which I'm very excited about. Um, and I also want to say shout out to Drew Brees for the many, many, many years of wonderful football. I'm so, oh my God, I'm so, my cat is trying to pull my jeans out the door. <laughs> um, I'm so sad to see him go, but cause I never did get to see him play live, but I loved him. So let me just read a few of these comments here about Dennis and see if I can answer them. Um, somebody's, I'm not going to name names. He's talking about his kids being aliens, and I believe him because after the, the, listening to this, I am pretty sure he is a fucking alien. Well, it's possible. A French-Mexican alien, someone else wrote. Someone else wrote that a Jehovah's Witness is not allowed to talk this kind of language if they find out they're going to kick him out of religion and they would pray the devil out of him. I am pretty sure that they do know how he talks because he talks like that all the time. It's not a... It's, it's not put on. Can we get a picture of Carol to confirm that the pool is a better option? No, because I haven't seen Carol in a long time, and I don't have any pictures of her. Somebody's... Okay, that's not important. Can he adopt me so I can tell people I have the craziest father in the world and have it be true? Probably not. He already has four aliens, so I don't think he wants any more. Doesn't think Borat's funny, but he acts like Borat. <laughs> I also don't really like Borat very much. Um, I think it's gross. I didn't really enjoy it. But I, I agree. I agree. So this is my friend here, James. It's true people didn't think this was for real. I thought you made it up for sure. This is clearly a true story. It's mind-blowing. What kind of person thinks to do that and how could so many stupid things happen to or because of one person? He should have been a comedian. James, I agree. He should have been a fucking comedian because he's hilarious and he doesn't even try. It's just Dennis what he is. I don't know what he's on, but I'd like to have some. Um, he's not on anything. Nothing. At all. Period. Are his kids aliens, animals, or creatures in the Black Lagoon? I don't know. All three, maybe? And then my friend Bobby commented about how he was glad that I didn't um, say it more than what I had about him, like the Titanic thing and the snowplow. I have many Bobby stories, but Bobby doesn't want to come on my show, so... Why don't you just tweet me if I should tell you all the stupid things that Bobby has done? Because there are a lot. And they're really stupid. Like Dennis-level stupid. Except when he did them, he was like 17. It was nice of him to let the fish keep his glasses instead of using a phone light to look for them by the fucking shore where it's not even a foot deep. I'm sure the fish are thankful. Um, in, in his defense, he had a flip phone at the time. I don't think it had a light. 
Uh, yeah, this is the first time Melanie is not the sore thumb in the room. I think she'd actually blend in. I never blend in, so you know what? Whoever said that, you know, I don't think I even know you, so whatever. Says he had asked people in rowboat to recover the boat and then asks you if he, if he swam. Well, yes, he did ask me if he swam, but no, he. I, he, I think he, he was uh, saying it hypothetically. Um, I can't breathe. This is too funny. What did he do with the chocolate treat? We got in a lot of trouble for that, and it's not really fair to me because I didn't do anything. I wasn't. I, I just laughed. I didn't, I didn't stop her, and I laughed, and I also let her watch Freddy Got Fingered, so he was pissed off at me for that, and then the, the chocolate treat happened, and uh, yeah, that's that. Please turn this into a TV show. Dennis is the hero we didn't know we needed. No, no. Ben Affleck is the hero we didn't think we needed. Dennis is uh, just a really funny man who makes a lot of people laugh on a daily basis by simply opening his mouth. Is he an actor and did you make up these stories because they sound very unrealistic? Yeah, I know they sound really uh, unrealistic, but no, he's not He's not an actor. Um, can he be my partner or would I get told to shut the fuck up as well? You would probably get told to shut the fuck up as well. Did you ever find the place your partner was looking for? Yes, we did. Um, she was going to her mom's house, and actually when we got there, her mom, or I don't know who it was, they <laughs> threw their underwear on the front of my mother's car. And Dennis was like, just, he just wanted to get the fuck out of there. That's all I remember about it. Um, I'd pay to see a coffee cup that walks. Yeah, me too. Um, I guess I knew it wasn't you because the wind had you had a fucking dress on the back well yet no that's not you know what i don't know why he said that because he knew that i was not the one lifting the little thing that you that where you lay down to tan i'm i was sitting on the bench there was no possible way that i could make this thing fly up every time despite the fact that he says that i um had kinesis powers and then finally is dennis single yes he is now Ironically, his wife stayed with him for many years after the pool incident. Should I make a Tinder profile for Dennis for you guys to go explore? I don't know. This has been a very random episode. So I think I'm going to change the name to this of this episode to This Blonde Can Talk About Really Random Crap When She's Not Slept For Several Days. So, yep. That's my show. I hope you uh, enjoyed it. If you didn't, there's my cat. If you didn't, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I aim to please, but sometimes I fall kind of short, right? We all do that every once in a while, I suppose. And um, yeah, I'm sorry if I let anybody down. But I really wanted to talk about that Snyder Cut, and then I, I've just had so many people asking about Dennis. I thought best if I talked about him a little bit so that you guys would, you know, get some answers because inquiring minds, they want to know. So, yeah, my name is Melanie with two L's. You can find me on Instagram. I'll spell it for you one more time. A B L O N D E W H O T a L K S. Also, did you guys notice that I didn't use 
any sound effects throughout this entire episode, and I've been, like, obsessed with the sound effects since, like, day one. It's sad. Um, but yeah, I've got absolutely nothing left to say. <laughs>